simulation other than because today all day I was watching Hallmark movies. Oh my so god, I watched the Hallmark movie last night too. Oh my I god, which one did you watch? Did you watch the one where she hits the guy with the bicycle and he gets amnesia and she has to take his dog in? Did you just make that up? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, welcome to Professional Friends. Oh, yay. <laughs> I'm Carolina Doggo, and that's John Vivacqua over there. Pointing yeah, at you. I didn't. I didn't make up that plot. That's a real plot of a Hallmark movie, and I think like ten other Hallmark movies and two Lifetime movies. <laughs> yeah. And that's Calvin Cato. Hello. Uh, I did not watch any Hallmark movies, although I'm curious about um, Happiest Season, which maybe we can talk about later. Oh, yes. But we're, first, where's Anna Peratori? Hey, guys. I the watched... star of Happiest Season. <laughs> Anna Peratori, from Hulu. Uh, no, I watched, what was it, Christmas with a View, where he is a celebrity chef and he goes to an obscure uh, ski lodge and... Um, Saves Christmas from capitalism. I think that the other half of all the Hallmark movies are about. <laughs> yeah, saving Christmas from capitalism, the most capitalist thing in the world. Wait, it was the guy? The guy was the protagonist? That's, uh, well, that's rare. No, I know. I guess like the woman was, but like I guess we're supposed to feel like confused about him because he's like, I don't know, has dead parents and he hasn't told her yet. And he's like mm. trying to search her like. The last Christmas vacation his dead parents went on. <laughs> like, wow. Like, That's not oh. a normal thing. <laughs> oh, Christmas adventure movie. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I always like the one where the, the you know, the executive, the, the girl in the business suit, and then she ends up in a small town. <laughs> and then she has to do the thing where, like, she has to enter, like, an ice, uh, you know, sculpting competition and win it. And then she decides she doesn't want to be a lawyer anymore. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. And then she falls in. Love. Yeah. Uh, um, that's what I saw last night. My favorite part of those are when they they have that final scene where she has to tell usually her father, and she's like, Dad, I know you really wanted me to be a lawyer, and you're a lawyer, and mom's a lawyer, and everyone's a lawyer, but I think I wanna open a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> And the dad's like, of course, I support you because I love you. When in reality, the dad would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I put you through exactly. law school. <laughs> I always find it so funny because they're always so specific to only Christmas. Like, they're just like, oh, my goodness, I want to work in a farm that only makes candy canes. So they'll only be useful for one month a year. And you're like, what the fuck industry is this? <laughs> I want to get, I'm going to quit my job and go into walnut cracking. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it gets on my nerves every single time. Well, and you it's... need a lot of training. You need at least 11 months of training. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like when you're uh, doing rock climbing that you got to get those little extenders to work out your fingers. So. But rock climbing uh, we... is year round. You can sell rock climbing equipment well, year round. So, so is you the prep can... work. But like, just training for the cragnut opening well the wall it's usually also like it's a full-on walnut cracking factory where it's like <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing they do it's usually a full enterprise you know like you never would be like oh my gosh i need to make shamrock shaped glasses because saint patrick's day is such a big deal <laughs> like nonsense <laughs> like do you know like I'm waiting for all these uh, St. Patrick's Day home. <laughs> I feel like that might be my home. I'm like, the 
spirit of Ireland lives on in Chicago, but it's not Chicago. It's actually Canada. They had to say it's Chicago. <laughs> that is very Erin Go Love. Yeah, <laughs> Irish Hallmark movie. Erin Go Love. I watched. I watched. Did you see Happiest Season? I watched it, and I actually watched it. I think from beginning to end, it was it was a ride. There was a lot going on because it was a you know it was a queer movie. It was a Christmas movie. It was. A long homage to the family stone. I it was um it was an experience. What'd you think? Did everyone watch it? Are you talking about the family um, stone, the movie with Sarah Jessica Parker and Diane Keaton? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So I understand. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, guys. I ha- I had not seen it, but it's already been spoiled to me by first of all you guys and then the internet. <laughs> so I'm gonna watch it anyways. I'm totally watching it sometime this week. But so we can just talk about it like spoilers abound. It's fine. I've I've already come to terms with it. Yeah, we're going to ruin it for the Well, I So you just taps yourself out there. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I did not participate in the exercise. (laughs) I did not. I was too busy watching this woman ice sculpt and then throw her career away. (laughs) Yeah, that's the worst. You literally told us you were up till 5 o'clock in the morning (laughs) watching heterosexual Hallmark movies. Honestly, I don't know how straight that was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, No, it's just because I got in my head. I'm not going to get into it too long, but I got in my head that I feel like I could write these movies and make them at least a little bit better, even though they'll still be very cheesy and holiday like I can do this. And then I started thinking about what kind of how I can get into the holiday movie writing industry and how what kind of people I should hobnob with. And then I get to know them. And then turns out, you know, I fall in love with that. You know, you know, like I figured like a whole movie where I write yeah, myself in it. Now we know it. why you were, you were awake all night until <laughs> five in the morning. Spiraling. Although I won't lie, that actually sounds like a pretty good Hallmark movie. If you're like, I'm just a quirky writer in the city, but yeah. I want to make Christmas movies. Because yes. that is an industry that works. There's an actual Christmas movie industry. Exactly. And then you meet a guy who's like, oh, my name is Sam. Or it could be Marcus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or it could be Marcus. But like, it has to be a punny name of Santa Claus. Like, my name is Sam Klausenheimer, and I am the president <laughs> of Christmas Television Network. And then like you two can like, but he's jaded. And you bring your pluckiness to him, and then you both like fall in love. But then something happens, like his girlfriend, who's also a flight attendant, happens to come back into town and catches you too. <laughs> but she believes in like I don't know, fucking uh, Arbor Day, and Calvin then you have to have a whole fight about that. Calvin is reading Arbor from Day. his script. Calvin has his six scripts laid out in front of him. I have to take Calvin down in this weird meta Charlie Kaufman movie I'm just writing right now because he's <laughs> he's the guy who's trying to take over my career. Um, <laughs> I can see oh, true. I'd be the work villain. I could totally do this. Oh, this is beautiful. Anyway, so that's what I was thinking about <laughs> all night. And oh. I, I, so please, if you can indulge me with all the Kristen Stewart-ness on The Happiest Season, please do. Yeah. She was pretty good. I thought the female performances were pretty good. She, I believed she was that character. I mean, should we just say a brief synop? Yeah. Yes. All right, uh, uh, Carolina, would you like to? Would you like to <laughs> what you thought? So the royal we, and by we I mean you. <laughs> yeah, Carolina, you. you try to tell us because I'm pretty sure you don't have to actually watch it to know the plot. Okay, so it's let's see. It's Kristen Stewart, right? With uh, yep. a smoky eye, and she, 
she okay so it's not i i from the memes i've seen it's not written necessarily in her perspective i believe it's someone who falls in love with her because that damn smile that i got to her that's what i I'm, that's what i'm reaching from right now yes and yes. then they fall, Davis. and they fall in love and then um you know there's some crazy shenanigans with the family like who's gonna stuff the turkey and then uh <laughs> and then they sing, and then someone is dying that's for sure. And it's probably oh. Kristen Stewart. No, or they just break up or something. Uh, or she dies. It, somebody dies. And then uh, the family goes on and says, like, we should do this every year. Is that Ooh, the movie? Actually, that's Carolina, I think you're reading Twilight. That's Twilight. <laughs> Wrong Anna, movie. Do you want to confirm? confirm? I mean, I, I think that was, is that Christmas with the Cranks? I think <laughs> you just described that. <laughs> well, I've seen the family stone. So I kind of took a couple yes. parts from that. Yeah. Uh, I would say you were you were almost there, except somehow the happiest season feels like a, a queer uh, holiday rom com that should have came out like 15 years ago. Because it, the whole thing about it, it's Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis. They're like two crazy girls in love, and they they get swept up in the the holiday stroll of their. Uh, a town that is probably actually Canada, but set in a place like St. Louis. <laughs> and they're walking around and she's like, come home with me. And Kristen Davis is like, I walk dogs. I Kristen don't, I... Davis? Was Wait, in Charlotte? Oh. <laughs> Sex in the City crossover? What? What wow. is this? That's well, awesome. that's more, I think, isn't she also in uh, Christmas with the Cranks? My favorite <laughs> holiday movie. No, um. And then uh, Kristen Stewart's like, babe, like, I walk dogs. And she's like, I figured it out. I mean, can't you come in? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I can't leave my dog walking job for Christmas. I was like, at least this is realistic. Like, she doesn't have a good job. Like, she lives in a city. She's trying to make her way. And uh, that's because you have literally said that to someone. <laughs> I can't come home with you for Christmas. What about all the dogs I walk? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, she has a convenient uh, white gay best friend, uh, oh, Dan yeah. Levy, who can stop, uh, who stop do the character. trick. I, I know that John has sent a couple of cease and desist letters to Dan Levy, but John, that's just who you are and that's who he is. It's totally fine. <laughs> Funny, sassy, just, gay guys. This idea that it's supposed to be like, you know, uh, this progressive look we have two women at the center of the story queer women they're in love this is like we're breaking new ground and here's the uh side stock character who's gay and comes in every 10 minutes is and is saying something gay and i'm like wow that's the same character that's been inserted into so many straight movies mm -hmm. like this yeah. But I'm not, hey, no no judgment, but, like, that's me judging it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so, so funny because, like, this movie was um, written and, like, mostly directed by Clea Duvall, who um, right, right. she's just, oh, like, she's famous you know, out lesbian. And um, I, I, I'm saying this uh, in the full disclosure that I've only seen very short clips of this movie and I have not watched this full movie. Um, okay, thank you guys for doing the homework. Thank you. <laughs> But having read a Wikipedia and two Vulture articles about it, I can tell you <laughs> that um, it's, well, the thing is, like, I wanted to watch it. 
I Real was quick, like, this... this is like a preview of Calvin on a date. Yeah, I totally have seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's just trying to recollect what he kind of like saw on Facebook and like. <laughs> so first, uh, first things first. So um, what the movie's about is give $3 to Wikipedia. And... <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Wikipedia product placement, I remember. It's but so weird. I, I Only you can. Real quick, we could say the movie is about uh, Kristen Stewart gets dragged to a uh, conservative, va- a vaguely conservative family who is somewhat political. Um, there is no sides mentioned, um, except that this family disagrees with certain lifestyles. Um, you're kind of they're like waspy, but then they seem to be somewhat progressive because you find out. Mackenzie Davis's sister, played by Allison Brie, is Yay. married to a black man. So you're like, oh, oh, okay. So like, I guess they're okay with interracial marriage, but I guess the lesbians are too much for this vaguely conservative family that you're kind of like, okay. Um, at the right. helm of them, Victor Garber, for my sake, they do oh, that. Love Victor Garber. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, what a daddy! Damn. But then it's like, <laughs> then wow. it's like super awkward because the whole movie is just like, I guess her girlfriend being like, "Ooh, BTW, so funny." Forgot to mention, I'm not out at all to my family. If you could just pretend to be my straight roommate, I have in my 30s, and we live in a one bedroom. <laughs> um, and Kristen Stewart's like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think I can do that." Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, she's like, you know what? This actually kind of sucks. And then her girlfriend just, like, proves to be not a great person in the movie because it's not like she just hides that she's gay. She also, like, hides that she even knows this roommate that she's invited. She doesn't have any time for her on the trip. She leaves her all alone, goes goes out with her, like, ex-boyfriend from high school one night, stays out till two o'clock in the morning. I'd be like, I get that you're pretending to be straight right now, but like, you're really, wow, you're method, babe. I like this uh, side character of um, Riley. You know, oh, we the, all love Riley. A beautiful ex-girlfriend who just keeps pop- and what is she? She she actually was a lawyer or a doctor? No, doctor. And she just oh, keeps shit. popping up and she looks gorgeous and she's saying all the right things and weren't you kind of rooting for her to get what's oh i was gonna ask you about that is she played by aubrey plaza Mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah because so um one of the things that i did see um (laughs) which i did laugh at was um someone was interviewing aubrey plaza about the movie and they're like what do you want the audiences to come away with and aubrey plaza says they should come away with the fact that kristen stewart should have been with me instead of with Mackenzie davis (laughs) the entire time yeah you see so so many spoilers is, <laughs> well, now I know. Now I know that um, <laughs> what what happens at the end is that the Clea Duvall is it, is it Clea Duvall's? Um, she's also in like I know she directs and writes this movie, but is she also the girlfriend? No, she was no. In it, that's Mackenzie Davis. You know, I'm curious because oh, she's not how even old is, how is no, she's not in it. She's she? like she's behind the camera the whole time. In my movie, she's in front of the camera. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Okay, Christmas on TV will be later, Carolina. Wait. <laughs> How old is uh, this director? She's like got to be in her forties, right? Yeah, no, yeah, she's forties. She's, she's great. I remember she was in like um, she was in a Kelly? lot of '90s movies, and she was in Girl Interrupted. She yeah. was in um, 
Fuck. Uh, uh, but I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader. Yes, which is another so another uh, LGBT uh, movie that that's kind of fun. Love. Yeah. Really good. Love that that's movie. really good. Yeah. Um, but wait a minute. So she, I would say, like, what? She's got to be like 45 now, something like that. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like this this story, like I said, like feels sort of like it would have been really helpful, like. 15 years ago right yeah. no but it feels like you know maybe she wrote this about her experiences and like right. that's why it doesn't feel completely like the fresh like queer movie that we actually needed where they just happen to be queer and it isn't a coming out story like every like uh like every narrative that is queer is always like Here's the origin story. And you're like, well, I, I, okay, but like, can't it just be like two girls having problems and then right. ultimately they get yeah. over it and then because right. of the spirit of Christmas? That's kind of yeah. like the bummer about this movie that you're like, oh, I kind of just wanted a Hallmark movie, you know, instead of a closeted gay man as the love interest, like a lesbian. Well, I yeah. think also it's well, hard because of like queer cinema is fairly you know sparsely populated and like so often these types of movies end up it's like the responsibility ends up being on them to be so many different things right <laughs> to like so a, many a different moment. yeah so many different audiences so it's got to be like sort of a coming out movie and then sort of a lesbian girlfriend movie and then a holiday romp and all these different things when it, sometimes I think when you're watching movies like that you think to yourself wow if we if there was only one of these things happening and they really knocked it out of the park maybe that would have resonated more i know i agree yeah. with you because it's very much uh this is the kind of thing like we've touched on with batman movies it's like do we really need to see his parents get killed why don't we just uh, yeah why doesn't he just be batman uh so that's so funny i was thinking of batman the whole time i watched <laughs> happiest season starring uh, Kristen stewart yeah but how exactly. does Kristen stewart come out as batman <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Or if it's going to be a series, then fine. Have a flashback to your origin story. But yes, I understand what you mean. Like, why can't it just be a gay movie? I mean, there are some of those. But I, since this is like the one that the, the biggest one coming out of the season, I guess, because right. it's on Hulu and yeah. stuff. Um, it's, I, <laughs> this is not a sad statement. This is the biggest <laughs> one because it's coming out on Hulu. <laughs> not even in theaters. It's coming out on Hulu. And that's <laughs> huge. And... Um, <laughs> But you really, you can't discount the issue of representation because, like, this movie, I mean, I was just excited to see the lesbian couple, frankly, and, like, be yeah. in, and have them be in sort of a vaguely holiday narrative. I mean, I love, like, movies like this and Love, Simon. I mean, I went to go see Love, Simon in the theater, and I love that movie, and it, hmm. it really bothered Sorry. me, like, so much of it. <laughs> No, that excuse me. I didn't say it was good. I just said I loved it. But I just said hmm. I will save my thoughts for later. That's all I will say. It's just I say my thoughts. I watched that movie and it didn't resonate with me. And it just for me it was like, oh, they just kind of. I'm so excited that they made this gay rom com, teen rom com, rom com. But they just basically transposed this story over every single John Hughes, um, you know, teen comedy. And I'm like, so there's actually no, there's nothing new here. It's just, they're like, and he's going to be gay. And I'm like, yeah, but he's like, 
a beautiful white privileged guy living in the suburbs and his parents giant home with his beautiful parents and his whole life is incredible and in the end he just ended up he, it was basically this the the messaging was like and he found someone to love him and now his life is complete and i'm like god damn it like this is literally every fairy tale narrative since the beginning of time which is pretty toxic when you think about it like i'm waiting for someone to come and save me from myself yeah no i agree i i think that that's well that that definitely was my problem with love simon among other things um but that does really bother me when it's movies where it's just like we're just gonna paper this over or basically just kind of like uh cut and paste like a a love story but then make the character gay but also because, John, I totally agree with you. What bothered me so much about Love, Simon was there were scenes that I actually thought were really good and moving. Like, I liked the scene with Simon and his dad. Sorry, spoilers for Love, Simon, where <laughs> Simon comes out to his dad. Oh, and the, the dad was like, yeah, I, I thought it was really part. good because the dad was very sweetly like, I didn't know. And I and the dad took responsibility for being like, oh, I would say things that like wasn't capital uh, like capital H homophobic, but were things where he's like, I never even realized I was saying these things, and this was being hurtful to you, right. and I legitimately right. apologize for that. And though there were things like that where I really liked about Love Simon, but what I agreed with you too is that a lot of Love Simon was so about stressing the fact that I'm normal, and because he was like a white guy in the suburbs, it was so much of like, I could be anything like you, where it's like, okay, but being a white guy in the suburbs is a not a normal thing, and b like you shouldn't stress the fact that it's like. It's okay to not hate this gay, whereas like the gay the gay kid who was unpopular was like black and like super out, and it was such a weird right. and kind of racist contrast for me when I was watching the movie to be like, okay, but like he you can be out, but as long as you're white and normal. But this black kid who was out was disgusting, right? It, like how the school viewed him, and I was like, that's fucked up. And with the happiest season, like again. I, I want to just preface this by saying I have not seen the full movie. I've only seen clips and stuff. <laughs> and the Wikipedia page. <laughs> but I don't like the idea of like, it's still like two white women who uh-huh. are like, okay, but we're still white and okay. And it's kind of okay that we could play these roles of like being lesbians and trying to learn how to be out. And from what I've seen, the clips I saw, like, I think that if the movie were just funnier, it could have papered over that, but it never... Forget from the yeah. stuff I saw. Maybe it was funnier to you guys because you saw the whole thing. But like for me, it never seemed funny enough for me to get over the fact that this is super cliche. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, it was never funny enough. And I mean, like even in Christmas with a View that I watched last night, a Hallmark, <laughs> you know, um, special Mas- masterpiece. Even uh, <laughs> Vivica A. Fox was in that. Like, so you're like, hold up, like literally, <laughs> like this is like. Still incredibly white, except for the like secondary character or like third character of like <laughs> Allison Bree's like black husband, which which is like never mentioned, and they have Address, like tension yeah. in their relationship. <laughs> and you're like, well, what is this? And then they're cheating on each other, and you're like, okay. wait, what? Yeah, like they they they, they <laughs> like so do a spoilers. bunch of like two like just tiny like not enough character development on anything and then it makes the conservative family even more confusing because you're like what like what is this family i don't know i just found it ultimately a kind of a drag like i mean i definitely watched the whole thing right but i think like queer audiences it's like you watch these movies and they don't really 
like they don't check off all the boxes you want and you just kind of comb through them looking for the parts that end up meaning something to you like that scene in love simon with the dad or you know there's a lot of really sweet scenes between the women in happiest season where it's just you know depiction of love between women like romance between women and then all the other parts that are sort of aggravating that you're like this doesn't make sense you kind of just end up having to let them go because we're so everything else it seems we're like comfortable seeing flawed complex characters and yet still somehow queer gay characters end up having to be like we can't quite let them be anything but these like you know archetypes these stock characters i mean dan dan levy is like he's just a wacky gay sidekick and i'm like yeah real groundbreaking but I digress. I'm getting off my soapbox now before I fall. <laughs> I, okay, John, and actually everyone else, I will tell you this. Um, speaking of rom-coms, this uh, was a really good indie rom gay rom-com that, like, uh, sadly, none of people saw, but it was really wonderful. And it's called Trick. Yes. And yes, it, of course. Have you guys seen it? We talked uh, about this, didn't we? Yes, we talked like, about this. Show? Oh, yes. It oh, was like a throwback. It was like our one of our first episodes. And oh, Calvin and I looked at each other and yelled like, you know, you know how much it hurts to get cub in your eye? Cub in your eye, it burns. <laughs> I love that. But like, the, honestly, like that was the kind of movie that I would see because that came out when I was in high school, I think. It was a long time ago. But like, that's the kind of movies that I wish that we as a society made more of today, you know, where it was like, yes, the characters were gay and yes, the gayness kind of informed their decisions, but it wasn't like, just like, and we're gay and we're sad and there's a gay basher and there's an angry mom. Mm-hmm. Like it was, there just two guys who were like, we just want to find a place to fuck and we can't <laughs> do so. And we had misadventures throughout and Tori Spelling's in it. And like, I want a movie like that. Like that shouldn't be too fucking hard. That's the Christmas movie you want this year. <laughs> damn it. I too. Yeah. You guys should watch Booksmart. It's very much like that. It's with, uh, it's like the female super bad. I think it's uh, Jonah Hill's sisters in it. And oh, wow. yeah. yeah. No. Oh, that's who she is? Yes. It's. Oh, wow. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. They are very much alike. Uh, and, but like that movie to me, like a lot of people. Uh, you know could either like it or hate it because it's it's one or the other but to me i thought that movie was really fun it's just a fun comedy and and one of the two main characters it just it's not even an issue it's not even a thing it's just part of your day it's part of your life it's what you know they're dealing with graduating high school and never have gone going gone to a party before and so they need to go and let loose and so they go through all these hijinks throughout the whole night and it's it's really fun i know you guys will you guys might like it I did want to see it. I saw trailers. Everyone's like, Anna, you should definitely watch this. You'll love this movie. This is Anna's movie. This is so Anna's movie. One of the girls is queer or they're both queer. I don't really remember. One of them is. But uh, you'll see. You'll see. I just... Why don't you guys... (laughs) Homework for everyone. I will do this homework Do they save Christmas? They do. Uh, How's the Christmas (laughs) narrative? uh, They... Well, they graduate high school. Uh, but so they save summer. That is a big uh, thing when you're 17, 18. So it, it, right, it feels right. as monumental as as winning whatever county tree fair in your small town in New Hampshire. That's really Canada. That well, I don't know. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. But but it's it's very fun. I, I think you guys will enjoy it. It's, it's a very fun movie. And uh, it reminds me of my high school days. Well, Anne and I were just talking about like 
everyone's general disdain, it seems, for the family stone. And that's another one that I kind of love, but not without, you know, these caveats of it's not perfect, but those quieter scenes of, you know, it's like, of course, a Christmas narrative where it's this wacky family going through all these, you know, hijinks and what have you. But those smaller scenes with the gay son and like the gay couple, they just those are like the things that I look for in the movie and cherish every time I watch it. And like, those are, you can kind of only just, I don't know, like what you like, you have to just kind of like, get, <laughs> get, like get what you want out of it. And then just maybe fast forward the rest. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe it's because there's not so many movies like, like clear Duvall got a movie out this year, but uh, right. you know, that's it. Instead of having an entire app that has about 50 movies of straight couples falling in love on Christmas, we don't have an entire app of that, of hundreds of movies. And so when you, you're, you're just needling one or we've talked about literally four movies, you know, I mean, <laughs> right, right. we don't have a breadth of, uh, of, of LGBT movies, um, unfortunately, but it is getting a, at least somewhat up there at the very least but that's the thing maybe we put too much pressure on on clea to be like this movie's incomplete or something when yeah we really right, just need a lot right. more options like we need sci-fi how about horror and, you know like why don't we <laughs> yeah. branch out to other genres oh right. my god if you want a good sci-fi with queer characters in it there's a show killjoys it ended its fifth season it's like I think it ended like a year or two ago. It's really fucking good. It's about three space pirates or not. No, sorry. <laughs> space bounty men, not pirates. They're bounty hunters. Um, but they're, it's really fucking good. I cannot stress enough. Killjoys, watch it. Okay. Killjoys. Okay. Is it Christmas? <laughs> well, it's space. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I have another lesbian movie that is not Christmas. And it came out about like 10 years ago. Uh, and it's called Pariah. Did anyone see this? Oh, I no. Read about, no, I read about it though on that list, that list of like queer movies, but I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's, it's really terrific. I feel like no one saw it, again, because it like came out 10 years ago, uh, was uh, started a black lesbian. So they were like, oh. uh, let's pretend this movie never happened. I think that's like also the issue, right? Because like for so long, any... Um, distribute distribution what is the word I want distribution distribution thank distribution? you distribution I prefer <laughs> distribution I think um, you know just it doesn't get as wide a net because they're like there isn't a market for this and you're like wow and it got right. a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes it, it was really great I saw it when I was working at the Sunshine Cinema which oh, uh, cool. closed the store many oh. years ago yes it did but, oh, it's a shame yeah. I used to love that place me I too. hated it. I worked there. I did not pay that much. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Wor I wouldn't work there. But um, we we probably come across each other at one point. Who knows? You sold, you sold Carolina popcorn there. But... <laughs> yep. And uh, Carolina just threw money in your face instead of being nice to you. I just you know, swiped my thing, and then I got the raisinets, and then I was like, "Put it in the popcorn. I want to see you do it. I want to see the chocolate <laughs> melted on it." <laughs> Oh, that well, was your origin story, Carolina. <laughs> and now you and Anna are going to fall in love. I know. It's all part of this movie that we're all writing together. It's all coming together. It's manifesting. We'll go, go back to New Hampshire, and for some reason, it'll be 2001, and everyone else is really weird about lesbians. <laughs> Ooh, matinee love. I can see it now. 
Oh, I like I like Take In a Matinee. That's the name of our movie. Take Ooh. Oh, that's yes. good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good title, but you're right. It'll never sell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, no one likes it. That's the problem is that because of this industry, the stupid movie industry being so volatile that they even have a hard time with even trusting, like, let's say, a, a lead woman to carry uh, a movie <laughs> yeah, enough. So it's right. just it's always going to be like this unless the uh, independent you know film industry like catches up a little bit. And maybe it will because we're all stuck to our own devices anyways. Why don't we just learn some... Learn some film editing while we're at it. You know, let's let's do this. I, Calvin and I will write, and then you guys will be the crew and the actors. It'll be great. When will when will John and I sleep? I feel like you guys will be like in cushy chairs doing rewrites, and we'll be like, well, I don't have time to memorize this and get out the boom mic in time. I'm exhausted. And get into a smoky eye. <laughs> I know. All four of us have to be in a smoky eye. That's the thing. Okay, so yes. if anyone has like, uh, I want to say, what is your top three? Doesn't have to be Christmas themed. I know that we're trying to overarchingly keep that, um, <laughs> you know, in theme. But um, what would you say is your top three queer movies? Oh, that's hard. So much pressure. Can I just give you top two or top one and a half? <laughs> and if you say the happiest season, that doesn't count. <laughs> um, I mean, I love Tu Wong Fu. It just brings uh, me, it's like, you know, I guess it's incredibly dated now, but there's something so sweet about that movie and heartwarming. And I just, and it's like really, really gay and like silly and it's I mean yeah it's the most gay yeah yeah it's like the most gay on you know surface level anyway with all the flash and glamour but I just I love it and I think also there's something really accessible about it which you can't discount like some of these movies they're impactful because they do sort of work for a broader audience Mm. you know like Mm -hmm. Tu Wong Fu maybe people can handle but they're not quite ready for Pariah you know um, right. Mine would be well. Uh, mine is obviously the the thing that I I love more than anything. Like when I was a sophomore in college, which is Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, uh, so good. Uh, yeah. such a, it has everything that I like. It's 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 perfect. It, it just the way it looks, the way it sounds, the written yeah. dialogue, everything about it. It's a musical. It's a rock musical, a rock opera, if you want to call it that. Uh, same thing right. with Rocky <laughs> Horror Picture Show. Those are the movies that like that's a genre I love, and that's the genre the LGBT community are awesome at. You know, it's yeah. like oh, you want some really cool costumes, you want some great music and lots of talent with uh, story writing and, and singing. Like, yeah, of course, I'm gonna go. Night at the Opera, like that's like that kind of yeah. genre is like my number one. Um, and they're not, you know, those are great because they're like really moving, dynamic queer stories, but they're not coming out sort of cliche mm-hmm. narratives. Mm-hmm. Like they're not that sort of. No, it's know, already an established universe where. Yeah, right. you, you know, you're just you're doing this or you're doing the other. You're trying to survive or you're just free for all sex. You know, it's all fun in a castle. Uh, right. <laughs> what, what about you, Calvin? <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, well, you named two I really liked. Uh, so I guess the other two I would add is um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which I oh. fucking yes, love. Yes, that sounds good. That's when I learned it's... how to ping pong the thing, you know. Oh my god, yes! I forgot about that scene. Oh my god. I, your wife. Oh my god. Um, 
Yeah, no, uh, well, because what I really liked about it was because it was like, because I remember watching Tu Wong Fu first, but like this was such a grittier and more realistic version because right. I've seen Tu Wong Fu, like they're in drag like all the time, which like, ouch, I was tucking. But like <laughs> with this, it was like they were like not in drag during the day and doing other stuff. And it was cool because um, Terrence, uh, I forget his last name, but he, Stamp? the drag queen, yeah. yes, who plays uh, the drag queen who's actually trans. And so like that was the first movie that I ever saw that like, started to really talk about the issues between just being a drag queen versus being an actual trans woman. So like, mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting stuff. And I really loved Moonlight, loved Moonlight so oh, much. Oh, of course, so good. Wait, Calvin, I'm sorry, you love La La Land? <laughs> <laughs> the movie stars Anna and I as Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Already, you're whiting this movie now. You're just <laughs> Um, and Moonlight is so there are so many quiet like Ugh. heartbreaking scenes in Moonlight where there there's so many scenes where not a lot happens there's not there's like you know slower scenes sort of devoid of action and they're so powerful mm-hmm. I mean La La Land too, Anna for sure <laughs> very similar very similar leave meeting <laughs> Calvin has left the trash <laughs> What about what about Anna? Did you have a top three? Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of mine is the wedding banquet. Oh yes, that's like a, I think that's a Chinese well, movie, right? The one where oh yes, that one's great. I know that one. Yeah, oh, so it's directed right, by right. Ang Lee. Um, oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. It's kind of like one of uh, I mean, like as a person that also did a green card marriage. Not in the same way, <laughs> but like definitely, you, what? you know, had a green card marriage. You never you know? told. You never told me this. How- yeah, uh, way to bury le- the lead. For oh. legal reasons, she can't discuss it on this podcast. We're uh, we're gonna like go off in a minute, and you drop this on us. I was no. This is a cliffhanger. To be continued. Okay. Da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> to All be right, continued well. by the FBI. At a <laughs> It was okay. It was annulled. Anyway, it was fine. Um, Your Honor. What? <laughs> We've been talking about fucking Kristen Stewart for 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I forgot that I was also in a, uh, a gay uh, um, rom-com directed by Ang Lee. Were you I mean, married I to a like, woman? Uh, no, I was like the whitewashed horrible version. So I, it was oh. like me and a British uh, gay gentleman. Oh, um, so okay. It, you know, yeah, you're okay. Where is he now? He's back in England. It didn't he's really missing. <laughs> he's like, you know what? It's This is not worth it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say The Wedding Banquet, one of my favorites. Um, obviously, Carolina already mentioned, but I'm a cheerleader. Also one of my favorites. Oh, that's good, yeah. Mm-hmm, um, that's so good. And then mm, I feel like Party Monster is so toxic, but I love it. Oh yeah, oh. That, well that's like a like a set on in a what a real true crime kind of uh, yeah. story, which is kind of interesting on its own. Um, it is horrifying, but you know, like I said, like let's have more genres. So I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's flawed. And we'll then I would it. also say The Hours. I consider a queer oh, movie. Oh, that's yes. a good one. Uh, I 
I think it's because I really hated the book too, and I tried to get the movie, and I didn't like it either. Really? I'm sorry. Why? Yeah, Why not? I. It was just so navel gazy and white, and I was just kind of like, I don't care about any of these women. Like, oh, I'm I'm rich and I'm sad. Like, I don't know. I was over it. <laughs> I just. Well, you know, when I was when I was in high school, uh, I really, for whatever reason, was like, I really resonate with this movie. I am just like Tony Collette as a repressed '50s housewife. I am just like Nicole Kidman with a prosthetic nose playing Virginia Woolf. Like I am just like Meryl Streep, who has a best friend who is Ed Harris, who's dying of AIDS. Like I was like, this movie is so me. And like yeah. one of the most embarrassing moments, probably of my life was uh, in the little theater when we were in drama club and uh, we would all do our um, auditions for everybody in the little theater. Um, so I went on stage and I sat down and I gave um, Nicole Kidman's uh, <laughs> a monologue oh, talking wow. about how oh, suffocated no. she was in her life. Sort of English. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. I was like sitting there and I was like, Leonard, the hours. You have to count the hours. And like, if it's rich or death, I choose death. And I was like, we should go. You. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. No, no, finish, finish. Oh, that was that was it. I uh I believe I, I How I got loud cast. was the applause, Anna, when you finished? You know, it was a pin drop in there, and they were so moved. <laughs> it was shook. Yeah. Oscar-winning mm-hmm. monologue. Yeah. They're like, it's like Nicole Kidman is here with us. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us ramble. Send us love, support, and topics by sliding into our DMs on Instagram at Professional Friends Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review and give us five stars. It really helps with our self-esteem. See you next week.